Hi guys, thank you so much for tuning in to Got You On Air. I'm your host, Heya, and this podcast has your back with valuable insights, perspectives, experiences, and stories from some really cool people doing some really cool things. On today's episode of Got You, I have the pleasure of speaking to Hind El Khadrash. Hind has a knack for turning her passions into opportunities for growth, development, and learning, both for herself and for those around her. She expands her interests in fitness, aerial circus arts, and environmental sustainability through her full-time job at Hot Tech, her instructor role at Leap Circus, and her management of Leap Love Screen. Today we'll be talking a lot about Leap Love Screen. It's an innovative commerce brand that Hind started that aims to provide eco-conscious products that let you live your life with the earth in mind. I'm so excited to get her take on sustainability, entrepreneurship, and so much more. It's so good to have you here today because I feel like everything that you do, whether it's with A Hot Life or um, with Leap Loves Green or Leap Circus, I think it's all very inspiring. And you kind of give me the vibe of like a risk taker almost (laughs) and that um, everything is like possible. For sure, for so sure. I love that vibe for you, for us on Got You. It's what we try and do. Like the season's uh, theme was off the beaten path. Yeah. I think you're a perfect example of someone who <laughs> has gone off the beaten path and done whatever they want. Beautiful. Um, I'm really glad that's the impression you have. Um, it wasn't as clear cut as it kind of <laughs> now looks like it is uh, in retrospect. But yeah, I guess things kind of took their own direction and I really went with the flow of things, went with what kind of felt right. Uh, a lot of risks were taken and a lot of them paid off. No, that's that's honestly amazing. And when you mention, I mean, we both mentioned risks. And I feel like when you take a risk, there has to be like a level of trust that you have within yourself. So I want to ask you for my first question. How did you go about starting your your businesses and trusting yourself in that process? Oh, good question. Um, I'd say a big part of it is kind of getting a feel for like what you're getting yourself into, um, seeing what it looks like uh on, on a local scale and on international scale. So I like um, dipping my feet into both worlds and then seeing how I can translate what's happening internationally, locally. Yes. Um, and just kind of having that be um, my way of transitioning into, you know, something that's new, um, helping kind of, you know, move people along with me towards that direction, I guess. Yeah. So like getting that inspiration from abroad and bringing it and seeing how you can like weave it into our society and our culture. A hundred percent. Which is good. And each of your initiatives, like they kind of all have uh, the same underlying message of like well-being, whether it's physical well-being or sustainability. So how did you come to that um, that decision that that would be your purpose to really push well-being? I mean, first and foremost, I'd say all my initiatives are very women-centric. Yes. Um, and that's where a lot of the inspiration kind of comes from, is mm. what I, as a woman, look for and what I can offer other women. Mm. Um, and that is what really kick-started Leap Circus, at least for me. It was such an empowering um, way of movement. Mm. And um, being able to share that was absolutely incredible. Um, and then it kind of extended into Leap Loves Green, um, we started off as like a local green guide account. We just wanted to kind of help the community be a little more sustainable mm-hmm. in very realistic ways on a local scale. Yeah. And then once we kind of got a feel for the market and what's available, what's not, mm-hmm. we started kind of coming in with our own products and our own um, contributions uh, to it, which shaped into a business of its own. So, yeah, I think... Um, it needs to start from a good place, I guess. Yes. Uh, have the right intentions and then it'll just kind of naturally grow from there. It's so true. 
And um, when you said that, you know, a lot of it comes from what you can offer other women, like that really resonates with me. And I know it resonates with a lot of people that have been on the podcast uh, before you, because that passion to really elevate um, women's voices and their quality of life is a huge driving factor. And I completely relate to you on that. So how was your passion for sustainability born? I I would say it wasn't um, too long ago, honestly. Like, Mm. I think my passion came about when I realized um, just how inclusive sustainability can be. It is not um, a black and white kind of situation. You're either either like hardcore zero waste or nothing at all. Zero Um, waste. Oh, my God, that's really (laughs) tough. I tried that once. Very difficult. Trust me, I feel you. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I mean, once I kind of found um, a middle ground that works for me, um, when I rid myself of the guilt of like not not being perfect about the way I kind of live my life, uh, it became a lot more bearable. It became a lot more sustainable, quite literally. Um, And yeah, it became something I felt like it was worth um, sharing, um, you know, others with just kind of tips and tricks in my day-to-day life uh, that I felt I could kind of um you know just kind of enlighten other people with yeah and you know pushing forward i mean you you kind of have merged two of your passions you know with uh helping become more sustainable with helping other women with your with suno right do you mind speaking a little bit about that and the artist collaboration you did with sheikha as well oh my god i absolutely love suno i love telling the story yes so suno is just a brand i am in love with through and through like from uh the day i got to meet the founder which was like completely coincidental by the way wow um i was on a trip to australia she turned out to be living in the same neighborhood um we met up for breakfast and she was completely open to just kind of uh trusting me with her brand um and bringing it out to kuwait she was the very first uh brand i ever signed with wow um i had nothing but an instagram account back then uh, not even a website and she completely Mm. kind of trusted me with it and to this day like i always look back back at that moment as um the perfect like example of women lifting women and women empowering women to to go out and do more um a leap of faith a hundred percent yes um and so uh i again like that my experience with them is one thing and then the brand in and of itself and the product in and of itself is just a whole thing of its own it's um an eco-friendly uh made pad and 50% of the proceeds go to uh, fund girls' education, especially in uh, um, women's health and uh, reproductive health. And so it's such a beautiful cycle of creating something that's for the planet, for women, and then empowering women through it. And then it's just kind of this beautiful cycle that kind of, and it's, uh, and it's consumed by women. And, you know, we're just um, all helping each other out in this beautiful cycle. That. Oh my God, I love that so much. So yeah, it l- quite literally is a cycle. Um, <laughs> and uh, so yeah, no, that's amazing. And I feel like bringing that kind of product to Kuwait is really important because um, once you bring it to this kind of a stage, it kind of turns consumers more conscious, just oh. naturally. So it's a very eye-catching product. Uh, you collaborated with a, you know amazing local artist, Sheikha. And um, I don't know, even when I look at it, I'm like, this is so intriguing. This is so cool. It has such a strong message. Mm-hmm. And um, I feel like there are so many ways where people, and Kuwait can become more conscious consumers. Do you know, do you have any advice for how we can um, become more conscious in our consumption here? There are a lot of ways. I mean, it starts on an individual scale, of course. Mm, Um, And being conscious is, you know, it's in the word, just being conscious and aware of the way you consume things. Again, it's Mm. not about being perfect, but it's about 
um, just being aware of like how many times that I order out today, yeah. um, how many plastic bottles that I consume. Um, it doesn't mean you need to cut it off completely, but even reducing and just being aware of it is a step in, in and of its own. Um, so yeah, it's, it starts very small and, uh, and it needs to start very small so it doesn't feel overwhelming. Yeah, I agree. It can feel super overwhelming when you're like, oh God, like I, yeah, the plastic water bottle thing, that would kill me sometimes. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, no, I need to start in the straws. And then, um, when it becomes like little tedious tasks, I found that people around me were kind of like, uh, almost resenting the process. They're like, well, no, this is not going to make a difference. Like I'm going to keep using this. Cause so there's, there has to be this balance where you just do your best kind of like what you're saying. And it's not really perfection. It's just making little small changes and eventually it'll become, um, more commonplace. A hundred percent. And it's taking the, the, the shaming element out of it. It's taking the guilt out of it that makes it a lot more approachable and, and it's a huge part of the way we kind of um, advocate environmentalism is having it be solution oriented, having it be kind of positive um, yeah. reinforcement in the way we kind of approach things. We never post any of the alarmist stuff like we have, you know, 50 years to live before the earth burns and crashes. And, yes. and we're, you know, um, we try to keep it positive. We kind of try to keep it upbeat, uh, inclusive, welcoming, inviting, because it's the only way you're going to win people over. Absolutely. It's literally the only way. Like yeah. you have to approach it with a lot of love. Um, and I think that's that's a, that's a skill that us women have. You know, we, <laughs> we approach things a lot of compassion usually, uh, which I really do appreciate. And it makes me feel more, more welcome and at home. Because right. when I look into state sustainability and uh, the environment it does get I'm like oh my god like polar bears are dying Oof. like what are my kids gonna live in should I even have them do you know what I mean and then but no like it's things like this that give me a lot of hope that you know people make small changes all my friends have swells <laughs> which is which is something which is something which is good step in the right direction so what are the products you kind of sell on deep love screen like what what do you what do you offer well because we started as very kind of women centric we started out with the eco-friendly sanitary pads and then from there we just wanted to complement that experience further um so we went on to add um warm bottles that are also um biodegradable and eco-friendly um, we then uh, moved into terracotta clay bottles. Um, and most recently, we developed a little menstrual tea collection with infused. Yes, that that's was so cool. Exciting. So it's one for it's one for every day. It's right? a full regimen for 11 days. You have 15 tea bags for you to use. So you have something to drink before your period, during your period, after your period. They're completely sequenced to match your bodily um, your natural body fluids and, and uh, movements uh, during your period. But it was such a labor of love um we had a blast creating it it was such um a satisfying and fulfilling process to be able to kind of create something with your own two hands and have something be made locally something uh women made for women it just it warms my heart so much honestly absolutely <laughs> no that's amazing and sometimes when you look at uh, business and entrepreneurship when i was younger anyway i would kind of look at it as like these suits and very um serious and money 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 right but when i look at you as, as an entrepreneur and i look at someone like my sister for example with with her brand i it gives a whole new meaning to entrepreneurship like you really are trying to benefit people like it's really not all about um you know how profit you know exactly yeah i think it's called social entrepreneurship honestly yes, yes. um it, it has a deeper message to it and it's a message that um our, our generation younger generations really connect to really appreciate yes. um and so it gives a lot more depth to the business it shows um at least you know older generations that it's not all about the the bottom line but rather absolutely um 
you know, the impact you can make along the way. And um, environmentalism doesn't mean only mean um, volunteering for beach cleanups, but it can really mm. mean impacting uh, the planet in a positive way while still having very lucrative business uh, running at the same time. It's possible. It really is possible. I know you're living proof of that. And um, you kind of mentioned connecting to younger generations. And I think that's super, super important. I found that as well with the podcast that um, Gen Z, Ooh. very responsive my favorite we love them oh my god we love them Leon's in the studio she loves them we love them they they just get it oh. I swear they just get on another level and I and I the first thing I told you when you walked into the studio I said you're all over my for you page on TikTok <laughs> so how have you found that like that generation how have they responded to you on social media and um and you put in their thoughts their two cents it's what you're doing um I'd say the rebrand leap took on was partly for me Mostly for them. For Gen Z. Um, I just wanted to be a lot more authentic in the way we were representing ourselves as Leap and be able to, to you know, convey our message in a much more effective manner. And I just felt that our prior image didn't really have that. Mm. Um, so it was up, time to up our game and really be able to kind of um, speak their language. Yes. Um, and speak our language. We're, we're not too far. Yes. <laughs> uh, um, TikTok was something I was kind of pushed into having to get into. And uh, like it's, it's just the way the direction things are moving in at the moment 700 million users not a joke <laughs> not a joke and uh i haven't regretted like a, a minute uh of it it's been a lot of fun to to be on that platform a lot of fun to make content for that platform yes. and um the organic exposure is so valuable beautiful. yes <laughs> it's so valuable i i've definitely noticed that uh, they're more socially aware this generation like right. they're very uh, open to new ideas. They're open to learn. They, they're ready to unlearn and relearn. Oh, and I think yeah. that's what's so, so impactful about it. I mean, obviously, uh, in Kuwait, we have a huge, huge, huge group of people that are very into these things. Mm -hmm. But also, there are a group of people that have a long way to go when it comes to learning about sustainability or about, for example, your the, the, the aerial um, right. work you do. So have you experienced any pushback from anyone in the community? And what was that like? I'll, I'll go back to the rebrand. That was something that I wanted to, to work on to just kind of develop Leap's personality a little more to be authentic in the way that I conveyed myself and my brand uh, a bit more. And um, part of that meant that I wasn't going to be translating as much. Um, which made my content less accessible to some people. Um, mm. And it was something that a, I didn't think I was doing professionally or, or mm. like um, very well in the first place. Uh, B, that was very time consuming and just didn't, um, didn't end up saying what I wanted to say, to mm. be honest. Like it was very literal in its translation. So um, it was something, it was a compromise that I had to make um, to be able to reach a wider audience. Mm. And that's perhaps maybe the uh, greatest pushback is that I have really shifted the audience that I was speaking to now. Yes. Um, I'm much closer with the audience that I, I, I have at the moment, but um, I will say that I lost some along the way because I wasn't able to keep up with um, keeping things bilingual for them. Yeah. Um, and it's something that I am definitely looking to revisit, work on again. I think it's very important to make this information accessible to everyone, to make this... Um, inviting inclusive as we said absolutely um, i think i'm just not at a place where like that's within my capacity at the moment yeah yeah is it is it a is it a one-man show or yes, one woman show yes, all the yes, way yes, yes, yes. one woman show <laughs> amazing no but we love that and i went on your website it, it i mean a lot of the things are translated 
Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I try at least for the website, the product descriptions. The product descriptions, yes. At the yes. very least, be yes. translated. Yeah. yeah, no, that's so good. And I mean, we kind of mentioned in the beginning that, you know, you, you do go for what you want in business and you take risks. So if someone is listening right now and they wanted to follow in your footsteps, maybe they're part of Gen Z, maybe they want to switch careers. Um, what would be your what would be your advice to them? I'd say making creating developing a business is um, a collaborative effort it's not a competition absolutely um, reach out to your community see who's already in the market ask for help um, mm. ask for advice sit down with other business owners take the time to get to know them um, you know build these relationships build the rapport with um, other members of the community it'll hugely pay off um, not only to just kind of get you started in the right direction and help you answer a lot of questions a lot faster but um, have you have something to kind of fall back on when you have an idea when you want to uh, collaborate for a certain project when you know for whatever reason um, that's something I was fortunate enough to kind of um, encounter because of like the way Leap started we yes. were like a very kind of like local green guide you do this do that here you can find that here you can find that and that put us in touch with like a lot of um local green businesses and then when it came time for us to be our own green business we were already in really good um uh, standing with a lot of other uh mm-hmm. businesses and it just kind of helped kind of get the the thing going and flowing a lot easier yeah so like network is super important uh collaboration is key because most of the things you've done have been a collaborative, uh, collaborative thing. Like it, with the packaging for Suno, yeah, and then the um, the tea right. with Infuse is Infuse a local company. Yeah, amazing. Shout out, shout out, shout out, shout out. Favorite tea sommelier. We love you. <laughs> um, yeah, so ne- networking in Kuwait is a very unique experience. I feel like it's valuable here because people do want to connect, um, mm. and I think that's it's it's in our nature, kind of as Arab. Like we have this very um, everyone's family kind of <laughs> mentality so that's i mean i studied in the states and i found that it was really difficult to kind of build um a, a genuine network mm. and an authentic network that would actually wanted to help you and wanted to see you win right um but in kuwait i found that a lot of the time people do want to see you win and they'll they'll help you and they'll uh, they won't gatekeep like yeah. there's no gatekeeping <laughs> I, I found personally which i think is really refreshing so yeah, so you have Leap, uh, Leap Loves Green, and then you also have Leap Circus. Do you mind talking just a little bit about Leap Circus and how that started? Oh, Leap Circus. Yes. Um, so that was that's my baby number one mm-hmm. right there. Um, Leap Circus started as um, just a passion of mine, something that was kind of self-taught, um, something that I uh, took on on my own. Um, I met a trainer here that coincidentally um, had a little circus, aerial circus background, and so she taught me the basics, and then I went off um, to circus school in the UK for a while. That's so cool. <laughs> I know, it's crazy. That's so cool. And uh, I'd go back and forth, but like it wasn't very kind of consistent until I started building um, a little studio and a rig at home for me to practice. Um, you need to get to like a certain stage where um, you're able to do certain movements before you apply for your uh, teaching or your instructor certification. Mm-hmm. So I went off and got that and then I was ready to kind of start a studio. And it took like a good nine months for me to like find a location, funding, whatever for the whole thing. The whole and project. I wanted to like go big on it. Like I wanted legit circus school here. Um, wow. But it was just very unfeasible and nine months into kind of... Um, the, the, the grind of it all. Yeah. Um, I had to kind of settle for a day job and Leap had to, you know, be pushed to the side. Mm-hmm. 
And then from there, I it just kind of hit me, you know, to to not have my ego get in the way. Start yes. small, um, start with renting out a space and mm. see where it goes from there. And that's what happened. Um, I started renting out a little um, studio from a gym, then moved on to our, our last studio back in Skinny Fork. Um, and it was like a, this little boutique deli and they had a little studio space underneath and it carried like four people. So it was super intimate. Um, and yeah, it was it was just a, such an amazing experience seeing um, women kind of get to know the apparatus, get to know their body capacities, yes. get a sense of like you know what they're capable of, uh, you know, having them fly yeah. for the first time. But it was um, it was such a beautiful experience um, having you know that um, be part of like our journey. Yes, uh, unfortunately, it had to kind of come to a halt with like Corona and everything, yeah. like. Um, since so it's been a while since we uh, have been back but been in the studio yeah inshallah so soon i mean do you have plans on um, getting back in there i really do uh i know i'm really tight on time now that leaf loves green is growing so i'm just gonna kind of go with the flow of things and see where it takes yeah. me yeah yes yes <laughs> that's always the way when you when you were talking about it you mentioned that you you really didn't want your ego to get in the way because i feel like when you have a business idea you just want to gas it it's like you want to go way. yeah you want to go like you want it tomorrow <laughs> yesterday so um how did you how did you talk to yourself at that time and how did you stop yourself from like getting burnt out or quitting on the idea it kind of i kind of had to hit rock bottom quote unquote for me to really kind of realize that you know things needed to change i needed to change my approach it wasn't going to work the way i was hoping it was my ambition was getting the best of me which isn't a bad thing yeah. but it was like very like i was going to take out a huge loan i wanted the huge space i wanted to go all out yes. and it was just and i didn't have enough experience to be able to kind of you know make that jump or make that investment so uh, I'm glad I, I encountered the hurdles I did because otherwise it wouldn't have been a very smart uh, move for me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, starting small was uh, very humbling. And honestly, being so hands-on with a very small business and, and knowing um, your clients so intimately was well worth you know the, the, the big um, yeah. show of it all, honestly. Yeah, I think that's the beauty of it. Uh, that's the the khira almost in it, and that you got this time to be, was it four people could fit yeah. in the studio. So yeah, super you know intimate sessions where you really get to know the people and, and get to know why they're why they want why they're seeking out this experience oh because it's more than just a, I feel like it's more than just a workout. Right, like it's it's a, <laughs> it's challenging. Even. I try not to define it as a, as yeah. a fitness thing mm. at all. It's it's you're here to move. You're here to flow. Yes. Um, and yeah, and then seeing these women make the time out of their day of like, be it their medical background or, you know, them being stay at home moms and, you know, them driving out just for like this hour. It was it was so touching, honestly. Um, mm -hmm. And then, you know, being so excited for the next week and what they were going to learn the next time around. So, yeah. That's it's amazing. <laughs> That's what I need to come to one of the classes <laughs> as soon as you guys are, are back back in business. No, that would be amazing. Um, no, I feel like, Yanni, mashallah, you have you literally have so much experience in so many different areas of business and you're so young. Um, do you see yourself like going for another endeavor that's completely different in the future? Would you ever like rule out something completely unlike what you've done before? Uh, I think I really found my niche in sustainability, honestly. Yes. And I am so in love with innovation. Um, I yeah. think that's going to probably be my next move. I mean, it's already Leap Loves Green in a yes. way, but just kind of going on like a more, um, a bigger production scale, I think. Mm -hmm. um, 
I yeah, I'm I'm always open to to new ideas that inspire me, new approaches. Uh, I never, I rarely say no to anything, which is partly reason to my burnout. <laughs> uh, um, I I really do love um, making most of of the uh, opportunities that come in my way. If, yes. um, yeah, whatever that, whatever the future may hold, yeah, yeah. I, I'm. I'm open to it. That's amazing. It, yeah, the thing is about opportunities, um, you can miss them if you're not careful, right? So like, I was reading this thing where this guy was like, whenever uh, I'm going about my day and I have something planned and something comes in my way, I change direction mm. to where to where it came because that didn't come just for no reason. Right. And then that led him to, that's led him to a lot of success. So I'm sure. it's just, yeah, I think going with your gut and pushing forward. If you had like a piece of advice for younger you, Baby hint. <laughs> what would you What would you say? I used to I used to be filled with so much anxiety for no reason at all, just yeah. because I was like um, unsure of like what would be the outcome of things. Yeah. Um, as early as grade school, like um, you know, doubting myself as how, you know how good I'm going to be doing on this test or um, how I'll be performing on this project or whatever, mm-hmm. um, and it was so uncalled for. Yeah. <laughs> it was so unnecessary. Yeah. Um, yeah, if there was one thing I'd kind of go back is just to kind of ask myself to, to relax and just kind of trust the process, trust myself a little more. Um, uh, easier said than done, for sure. Yeah. But yeah, just kind of, yeah. Relax into it. Be a kid. Like I, I everyone I speak to had some intense performance based anxiety as children. <laughs> and I don't know if it's our school system oh, or our parents <laughs> or what it is. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no, Leanne is just saying that everyone literally had the same, sim- very similar answer when I asked them, and then what would you, what advice would you give your younger self? Right. Um, so it's, it's, everyone has this performance-based uh, anxiety. I think it's the grading system, honestly. Like, yeah. I've done a lot of introspection, and I think it's just being judged and graded and yeah. assessed. Measured. As, yeah, I think that really took a, you know, toll on, like, self-worth yeah makes <laughs> sense why you want to like be in the air flying like it makes sense makes sense escapism as it best <laughs> exactly or really ground yourself in the earth either one great great no but thank you so much Hind, and i really did learn a lot from you today um i really want to thank you for being on no worries at all thank you for having me and i also want to just take this opportunity to um recognize all our sisters and allies in mourning right now um yes. over what's going on in the country uh, I also want to applaud and um, really kind of um, stand with our leaders, mm-hmm. um, our activists that are on the ground making change. Absolutely. Um, and thank you for being part of the change and extending your platform to such amazing women um, that you've hosted that are huge yeah. players in this. Yes, yes. Yeah. They play everywhere. I mean, all of us collectively play uh, play a role. And I think showing up the way the way everyone has been is what what's really what really matters and what really counts right, right thank you so much for tuning into my episode with hin today i am leaving our conversation feeling so inspired by her passion for innovation and making real positive change we spoke about taking leaps of faith connecting to your audience and impacting your communities through entrepreneurship thank you again for tuning in and take care <laughs>